Welcome to the MindSuite Podcast presented by The Rambler Project. This is Mental Health Conversation Uncensored. Be sure to subscribe for weekly podcasts and check us out on all social media platforms at The Rambler Project. Now let's get to this interview. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to an episode of MindSweep. Today we have an extra co-host, Matt Davidge is joining us. This is Dan along with Matt Revita and today's guest, Tim Chisano. Now, Tim is an Emmy award-winning executive with comprehensive record of generating profit, managing costs, and cultivating brands. He is a lover of sneakers, Supreme, other half brewery, mid-century, and mid-century modern design, which we can get into in a bit. Tim has an active presence on social media, including a following on TikTok, where actually Matt stumbled across his videos, and where he shares insights such as the corporate world, his interests, and of course, his perspective. So first of all, Tim, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And I kind of want to flow into the first question I had that I remember Matt brought up and as well as some of your videos, which I've had, which I have the pleasure to look through. And you've kind of mentioned about before about finding your stride and how you found your stride in your forties. And that's something, you know, the three of us are in our twenties and we see a lot of our friends and society really, you know, pressures you to, to find your passion so young and in quotations, even that stride of kind of, you know, what your flow of the day looks like, your outlook on life. Now, like, what's your perspective on that as of that's something that you're so adamant about, in, as you said before, in your 40s, you know, finding that stride? Honestly, this, this, uh, so I appreciate, I appreciate the question greatly because this is, this is where I've really found uh, privilege and fun in having these conversations and being the fact that anybody's actually listening to me in the social space has been, uh, has been humbling and it's, it's largely because of that question, because I think that there's, and especially when I started to see some of the comments and questions I was getting initially, I was like, Jesus, like, where's this, like, there's so much stress that seems to be pent up. And I'm very fortunate because I'm very fortunate for many reasons. One of which is, is the influence that my parents had to not try to push me too much. My mom said something to me when I was in middle school, I think that was, is put well as I think I could succinctly be put, which is you're more important than a number on a piece of paper. And I think that that applies to titles. I think that that applies to so much in our worlds in that there's this, you know, what I would almost call, um, trying to pick my words carefully here, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that whether it's coming from, adults or whether it's coming from from within that there that there's this sense of like what am i going to do because you're already doing like this is if, if nothing else whether it's a sense of seeing the uh the other side of the hill so to speak at 43 or whether it's because i now have an eight-year-old and i'm starting to see the reflection of you know, those pictures of my parents in the 80s when I was, you know, my daughter's age. And it's like, wow, I'm my dad right now in that picture. And like, so I will regret this haircut. I will regret this suit. And like all those things that you kind of see, like as time uh, goes by that, you know, kind of become a snapshot in time. And, you know, the, this, the, the sense of like when you need to find your stride, that's, that's on your terms. The what, what we have within our control and, you know, with an understanding that, that there are some people that have, you know, significant challenges when it comes to how they can control what their mindset is, that, that there, there still is the ability to, at least at a high level, in my humble opinion, remove the external pressure 
in regards to what figuring it out is defined by. Because what you know, I, I'll, I try to say things like, you know, finding your everything. And to me, I, I feel like I've come close to finding my everything between my my lifestyle at work, my my home life, the things that I love and that I'm passionate about. I'm happy to repeat and repeat and repeat. And that's different for everybody. Like, you know, I, I don't, and that's what I hope really comes across in anything that I put out there that I'll talk about waking up at four o'clock in the morning, but I will never, ever, ever look at anybody with a straight face and say, this is something that you need to do. Like if, if people choose their everything to be getting out of bed late and having a, a career or a job that is, gives them the sustainability from a mental and from a well-being perspective that you know kind of creates that that fun comfortable world that allows them to have all the nuances of their day in and day out that means the most to them that's what's most important it's it really is about finding your own jam so to speak and that that's going to be different for everybody and that there's for some for for a multitude of reasons there's there's too much pressure being put on people to sort things out for the single time that we all have to spin around this planet. And there's something that is that I, I feel like, especially over the past 10 years or so, seems to be coming uh, more and more to the forefront of what are you going to do? What is your plan? What are you going to do with yourself? We are, we, when you get out of bed every day, you are, that's the, that's the doing. And then obviously we have a choice as to what we can do with the hours that we are given. But this this notion of figuring it out, especially at an early age in twenties, I think is 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 really unfortunate um, because I think that there's so much that we could figure out about ourselves as human beings, not necessarily the external elements that we, for some reason, or people are supposed to have their heads wrapped around. Because I've I'm yet to, unless you are Jay Z or unless you are somebody that has some sort of innate gift, unless you are um, you know, some sort of world superstar that knows and has some has something that you are born with that is just what you are going to do. And those are very, very, very rare individuals. Unless you are one of those people, you are probably never going to have it figured out. I do not know. I'm sitting on this question that I got on TikTok a week ago, two weeks ago, that basically says, where are you going to be in 10 years? And I know the answer to a certain extent, which is I don't know. But there's 5,000 different ways that I could answer saying, I don't know where I'm going to be and I don't care anymore. Like there were certainly times where I'm like, oh, I would like to do this by this age. And it's not to diminish goals and nothing that I'm saying. And especially I hope that people that, that, that go through my content see that I am by no stretch of the imagination, you know, providing an excuse for laziness. But what I, what I hope to be providing is a sense that it is okay to not have it figured out when you are 20, 30, 40, or even 50 years old. In fact, if you are doing more of the digesting of what you have at your disposal and that you are able to put yourself in a position to enjoy it, that that's, that's, that's modern, that's modern life in my humble opinion, because there's just, there's, there's too much happening for us not to be able to give ourselves a sense of like, as long as I'm moving forward, like that, that should literally check all the boxes. Yeah. And now really quick, do you think like, obviously I want to add to obviously touch base on the, the whole TikTok realm and 
how, first of all, how you got yourself into that. But do you think there's a lot of pressure on especially youth coming through? Because a lot of people are saying, this is what you should be doing. This is what you have to do. And I feel like I go through TikTok sometimes and it puts a lot of pressure on kids because you're seeing so many people, let's say, go viral or blow up in whatever realm that may be. And maybe just from dancing to a song, or it may be something way more comprehensive. Like I did this, that transition to that, the transition to this fame. Do you think that there is some sort of missed dialogue that that is kind of confusing youth a little bit. They have to have all these questions figured out because of what's being put out there. Without question, whether it is from a uh, sense of, of what your body should look like, whether it's a sense of what your talent should be, even down to like, I'm, I've got, I'm taking huge exception. I feel bad because I feel like I talk about this every time the conversation comes up. There are people that I'm like, that, that don't have career experience that are saying in very stern terms in it, in which is, which is in an obvious attempt, which is in an obvious attempt, sorry, I'll say it again, which is in an obvious attempt to get people to, to follow. They're trying to give such explicit advice, especially from a career perspective that is like, in these situations, you always do these things. So you need to pay attention right now. And it's like, stop. Like this is, you, you are exacerbating people's anxiety. You are not providing in some cases, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I find it to be a slippery slope because I want to speak out very much about this, and I'm, and I'm trying to, but I'm also trying not to call out specific individuals too much because that's not, I, I feel like that can end up being counterproductive. But yeah, it's, it's every element of that, and it's not only like the, I should be famous. I think it comes down to the nuances of like, I saw this dude, and he had this recipe for this thing that got him a six pack, and I need to do that. Like, I just I have to do that. How can I figure that out? Do they have this at the store? And I'm what I'm what I hope, and I I try to attempt to as much as possible. But I'm not I'm I don't uh, I just I still have work to do to be able to get better at this. Is to provide a sense of I nor anybody else, especially on a platform with named TikTok, with all due respect, has all the answers. So the only thing special about any of us is the person on the other side of the phone. And I've, it's funny, I've, I've said that as emphatically as I've said just about anything in my life and into a post that ended up being one of my quote unquote biggest flops, but I'm still quite proud of the fact that I, that I said it. And I will continue to say it as often as, as, as I can without being so redundant that people are like, I just got to tune this guy out. But there, there's, there's literally nothing special about it. And I don't care if it's, the biggest celebrity in the world or me or somebody that has their first day on TikTok today, there's nothing special about any of us except for the people on the other side of the phone and what they see and what we share. Because they could take one little nugget. They could take the tiniest little piece of anything and be like, that's cool. Let me stick that in my back pocket. Awesome. Platform did its job. But what, but unfortunately I think that a lot of people are going through it and they're like, I have to be like this. I have to try that. Oh, this guy said I always do that. Then I need to do that. And it's like, no, like, please just relax. Like, uh, allow yourself to take these things in and to learn more about what your everything is going to be. And then I think it's a powerful, positive tool. But I think, unfortunately, there's so much that just becomes saturated and is like, you know, I saw this thing and now that's the way it has to be. Just quickly there, Tim, I want to ask something because um, kind of researching a bit before you came on and you do a lot of marketing and advertising and branding and things like that. And from like a personal standpoint, I remember a few weeks back, I was doing actually a webinar for mental health and mental illness, and it was geared towards athletes. And like the main uh, subject, the main point that a lot of them come up with was like identity crisis, right? And it's like when you're going through all these different years, so your career, Tim, and, and, and things like that, and throughout your evolution of life and 
do you feel that there's different stages of your identity that you're finding out about yourself? And like now, and the second part to that is like, how do you create this brand of yourself? And a lot of people ask, you know, because I worked for Bank of Montreal actually, right? You know, the elevator pitch, right? It's like describing yourself. And, you know, we're talking just now quickly, what you're mentioning, Tim, is like, you know, all this pressure of trying to find yourself at age 20, trying to figure out who I am so I can present myself to others, to corporations, to the workforce, to TikTok, wherever it may be. And we struggle, right? We we come up and we think that they're this individual for the first 10 years of our life. And like you said, like, you know, you may not be Jay-Z, you may not be an athlete where you think that you're coming up and you, you could have this luxurious life, but then you come to that halt, like you say, at 20 years old, and it's not what you thought it would, could be. And then you have to do that quick, you know, 180 and try and find new identity. So it's like when you're doing this yourself or you're working with others in, in kind of the corporate world or different organizations you worked with, like, how do you, how did you create your brand? I guess, you know, the simplest way is, you know, how did you create who Tim is these days? I, uh, one of, one of the biggest pivotal moments for me was, was getting railroaded in a meeting actually, where I, I walked in thinking that I had everything together and I just got totally run over by, uh, anger and perspective that was completely unfounded. And that was, that was, that was a pivotal moment. It wasn't like a total watershed moment, but in regards to finding my brand, that moment led me to learning more about emotional intelligence. And I forget exactly what the specific cascade of events was, but I ended up getting this box set by Harvard Business Review. I mean, some of it's actually sitting over my shoulder right now and, and started to dive into that. And, I, and it was this eye-opening experience about, about things like authenticity and empathy and happiness and the influence that that has in the business world. And I had always leaned on, I'd always leaned on being nice. I'm an only child. I think that there was something about this fear of letting people down that made me driven to work. I was a terrible student, which is, which is kind of funny in the larger context, but I was a terrible student. And, um, and, and so like I had always leaned on, I'd always leaned on being nice, especially in management. And I think a lot of people saw that as a weakness. I was still, I was still getting results and I was still doing enough to have my career be accelerated so that I could be a vice president in a large company by the age of 35, which didn't even kind of hit me then and some of the responsibilities that they gave me. Um, but having to, having to have the kind of the general humility and the understanding that on my best days, I could still have the worst results. That led me to that led me to a bit of soul searching, which led me back to myself. Which it felt very validating that it's like this is not these are not things that are like oh it'd be nice if we could do this and like we should all get along like that that there there are specific elements about kindness and understanding that that lead to results because of what you were able to get out of other people and I think it was that kind of general awakening for me that allowed me to to feel more comfortable saying these things on camera and being and starting to you know build my brand because I, I would I would call my brand more of a I, I see myself just as a as a as a means to an end for the thoughts that are in my head and what I mean by that is I don't because I, I believe that there's nothing special about me than, than what people see and what I have to share, I, 
I only am comfortable with being the face and doing things like this and doing things on TikTok um, because I control all the variables, right? Like I, I work in marketing and creative for a living. So like if I have like, I'm constantly bombarded with crazy ideas in my head of like, you know, music videos and bringing commercials together and movies and like, it's just like constantly pinging around in my head. So using myself, I control all, all of the variables. So it's kind of that mix of being more comfortable with, with who I organically was, but really didn't find until to the meetings three years ago. Um, so, you know, 40 ish and having an understanding of like, wait a minute, this isn't been, this hasn't been some sort of, you know, just kind of floating through like the hard work and who I am naturally is, is, is a good person to be. And I, I honestly, I struggled with that for a bit where I'd even sit in meetings and be like, do people think my haircut is stupid? Like, do, do people think that I'm a joke? And like, am I that, am I that guy? Am I that, like, what's, like, how, how are people perceiving me? And, and so it kind of, it, it, it took, it took uh, exhausting how far, how hard I thought I could work on something and how, and how those results ultimately did not pan out to feel more comfortable about saying like, yeah, this isn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm became less concerned about coming across as like just, like, oh, hey, I want to see these things because people are going to feel good. And I think it's going to, it's like, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of, I finally am over just the general discomfort with using myself to express the ideas that are in my head. And just me as a, as a human being with a voice and the ability to use a phone just happens to be the quickest way for me to, to get it done. And I want to add to like, kind of going back to TikTok and who you are as a person. And that was kind of really one thing. It looks really authentic with all your, you have all your interests as mixed with the business and what you do in your family. Um, and we see like this idea of happiness and success and the shoes and everything like that. But like what, what happened, like what, how does this work behind the scenes and what led you to this state? Like obviously there's a lot of things that we don't see like struggle, adversity, climbing mm -hmm. that corporate ladder. Like how extensive was that pro like process to get to being, 40 years old and having that, what you just said from three years ago, that enlightenment of I'm going to be, I'm going to be Tim. I'm going to be myself. And I love it. Like, was that a long battling road? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, from for like anybody else, it's, it's from, it's from the get go. It's, it starts with, you know, is, at least as far as, as far back as I can remember, you know, there's elements of, you know, your, your childhood and some of your first memories of, sharing or getting along well with others and, you know, kind of general growth and maturity. Um, honestly, moving to a couple things that were really big for me. One was, one I think was actually being an ice hockey goalie. Um, and just that, that sense of like, you're kind of out here solo. And if you make a mistake, it's going to be put in lights behind you. And it's just kind of like the easy target. But at the same time, the, the, the visualization that you have in the game is, is truly unique. Um, and I was, I was, I was captain of my team in high school, which is, you know, from the hockey fans out there, which there might be a couple on this, uh, zoom call. Um, you know, that, you know, that that's not, that's not typical. Um, and so I, you know, that's, that's when I started to, to embrace some of those things, but I, I, I struggled throughout because I was a bad student, um, and, you know, hit a bit of a wall in college when my dad was, uh, diagnosed with stage four melanoma. He was luckily one of, miraculously, one of 75 who survived a experimental uh, chemotherapy. 
but I think that that where I didn't realize it at the time, I was about 20 years old, but to see him in, you know, early fifties go through that. And we were basically like, okay, this is just, this is probably, I mean, they're telling like when you've got those kinds of odds, you're not, you're not expecting the best. So um, there's, there's, there's a sense of, uh, there, there's a sense coming out of that and probably is hitting me more now, like going back to the, where are you going to be in 10 years question that I mentioned earlier, where it's like, Jesus, in 10 years, that, that's, that was, that could be my situation, right? You know, hereditary things. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, so in regards to like the, the challenges behind the scene, I mean, they're, they're, they are, they are inevitable. Uh, they are ongoing, you know, even things like what time am I going to get out of here tonight to make sure that when I walk in the door, like my wife has got a smile on her face and those types of things. Um, there's, there, there's always something there. I hope that everybody understands that it doesn't matter what type of faces put on social media or anywhere else. Like it is, it is ongoing and it is, it, it can be absolutely exhausting. I mean, I literally do not do anything other than work, make content, try to engage with people through the content and spend time with my family. Like I couldn't tell you, I literally could not tell you the last, I cannot have a, you're like, hey, we want to talk about the, some of the best shows on Netflix. Like, I've literally no idea. Like, I've I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I've never seen a full episode of Sopranos. Like, there are things that I have, like, I really unfortunately couldn't speak intelligently about the New York Rangers even these days. Like, there's a lot of things that I had put to the side so that I can squeeze out every minute of the day between 4 a.m. and, you know, 1030 at night to be able to do the things that, that people see. But I do it happily. Um but it, but it doesn't mean that it's, that's, that it's without its challenge, especially with a large team of 230, 240 people that I'm, that I'm responsible for and their, and their problems. And, you know, the things that, that happen that either they do that may not have been the smartest decision or things that are out of their circumstances that then become, you know, mine and, and my senior leadership teams to, to deal with. Like that is, that is pervasive, but I think that it's, it's gotten to the point where, I am, I'm comfortable enough, and especially in the most high pressure of situations, to have an understanding that somebody's going to do these things. Like if I just walk away, I'm like, okay, this is, you know, nuts to this, I've had enough of it. Somebody's going to do these things, so why not me? And especially if I feel like I've, I'm genuinely in a position where I can handle them, uh, you know, better than a lot of others because of because I, I will lean on the fact that especially in a corporate world that I feel like I could do things, you know, from, from a kinder perspective and with a bit more humility and empathy that that, that makes me very comfortable about uh, continuing to proceed. But the work-life balance thing, like I don't, I don't really have it if I'm being perfectly honest, it's, uh, it's more of a, it's more of a cycle. And if I'm getting positive, if I'm getting positive reinforcement and encouragement at home, that that's, and you know, thank goodness that I am, because otherwise I think in a vast majority of relationships, it would have crumbled a long, long time ago. But my wife is very driven and has a lot of her own ambitions. And so I think that especially for anybody that's struggling with, you know, some sort of relationship challenge, the, one of the biggest gaps that you can fill is not necessarily where you find common ground, but how do you fuel each other's passions? Because you may not share the same exact passions. If you did, you may not have that those challenges. But if you can see like, okay, that thing that might be pulling you away from me, how do I help you do that better? Like in that in and of itself could be one of the greatest opportunities that you have from 
from a relationship perspective, but from just your own personal growth perspective. Um, so work-life balance, not really there. I constantly struggle with, am I spending enough time with my daughter? And that, you know, eats me alive sometimes. I mean, I did a full post on that of like literally crying and being like, this is extraordinarily awkward for a multitude of reasons, but I'll just film myself right now because this is a very real moment. I do want people to understand that this is, this is not as much as I would love to just do sneakers and Supreme and just all that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's not, I'm not super interested in, in just that angle because it's not real all the time. You know, sometimes it comes across and people like, Oh, perfect life, man. Like great, good for you. Like, okay, you know, I, I would hope that if you watch, you know, a decent amount of stuff that you're, you're going to come across some of it. But at the same time, I do. Like, I could very easily, somebody asked me today, like, what am I thankful for? And I might have already put it up because it's a very easy from, post for me to make. Like, how do you find, how do you find joy in a, in a darker world? And, you know, I, I, can be, I can be amused by sewage systems legitimately. I'm like, that's awesome. Somebody at some point figure out what to do with our poop. Like, that is fantastic. Thank goodness that somebody actually like went through that and that they dug up the streets and that they figured this all out. Like, so I can literally walk past the sewer grate and be like, thank you. Today's going to be a good day because hundred, you know, however long ago, somebody figured out the New York city sewer system. Fantastic box checked. What else you got? And especially in a city like New York, where like I will walk past methadone uh, addicts and I will see people when I'm out for a walk at, you know, whatever time in the morning, I will see people, going through trash cans for, for cans. I'm like, I put on, I put on a nice suit and I go to a, and I go to a fancy building, you know, and granted we have the pandemic and everything else, but like, I, so some, so some of what you see and some of what may come across is like, Oh, you know, dude with the rosy life. But I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged. I'm, I'm, I'm white, I'm male. I'm, you know, I've got a job. Like, so like, so part of me is just feels, you know, I try to hit on it because there is a balance there to the point of your question. You know, but at the same time, I feel like there's a legitimate responsibility to also kind of call out the things that are like, yeah, not a lot of other people might look at these things and be like, cool, that's happening. Awesome. Like I can be excited and have a good day because of those small things. Um, but I can, and some of it is because of the larger balance and some of it is because of the gaps that I just look to fill mentally um, to, to fuel my own energy so I can do the things that I want to do. Yeah. And if I can add to that point, that's something that I've definitely appreciated from the stuff that you post Tim. I've, you know, I've heard you talking about some homeless guy you saw scratching his feet in the morning and it's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's not that bad. And I've definitely appreciated, you know, the openness that you've shared with your, your life and trying to find time to spend more time with your daughter, the crying posts I've seen, and I've been following you for a while, but, um, more than that, it's it's just about you're being authentic to yourself and there's a lot of content out there and you know you've never been in a position where you're preaching, okay, this is my this is my idea, this is how you do it. You've just been kind of putting out what you want to put out there and I've definitely taken nuggets from it and stuff, but uh yeah. You know, I mean that's the uh, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I, I remember our first conversation and how much I appreciated you just reaching out in the first place and the opportunity to connect because I think that that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's the number one gift that I could potentially provide is, is somebody out there that may have aspects of their life that could come across as like, yeah, that's cool because 
oh, I can relate to that person because of that one thing. And whether that's clothes, whether that's lifestyle, whether that's protein bars or sneakers, like, I don't really care if there's some sort of connection and somebody's able to be like, okay, they're like, I can see the connection. And then he's not telling me what I have to do. He's just providing insights so that you can do whatever you want with them. Because I'm, you know, I, I, I feel like I benefited from that in a lot of regards, maybe because I've had the wherewithal to understand of like, okay, cool. I'm just going to look at social media and content as like a, a sample platter of, you know, different things to try out. And at this point, you know, especially kind of being around before social media even existed, you know, I feel like I've tried a decent amount of things out and can at least offer perspective on it. And just, it's in my normal temperament and personality to be like, like, Oh, cool. I can just, I like deep conversations about random specific topics so if I can if I can tell people about those things and if nothing else, I probably struggle with how I can do it succinctly in 59 seconds, as I'm sure you guys have all learned now based on just the long-windedness of some of my answers. Um, but then you know find that pattern, and I'm, I'm I'm I intend to do I tend to do a post in the in the not too distant future to ask the question of like what stage of your of your life are you in? Because I can see I can see um, geography, I can see uh, gender, but I can't see age. And I'm super curious, like where, where is everybody that's, that, that has, that has chosen for whatever reason to click the follow button. Um, you know, because I I would like to do, I genuinely want to do a better job at it. Like I'm genuinely fascinated how far I can take this, like, just let me kind of walk around unguarded because I don't, I have nothing to hide and seeing some of the seeing some of the responses that I have seen make me very comfortable that for all of the shenanigans and for all of the times when I'm like, I just don't have it in me to do another post today, that sometimes there's somebody or something on the other side of it. That's like, that, that was awesome. That resonated. And that's like, that's super cool in my book. So, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I, I appreciate honestly, like in some of those initial, you know, connection points were kind of fuel of like, okay, this is, it's not just a platform in which I can take my nerdy appreciation of sneakers and details and nuances that are um, super niche, yet at the same time, I'm, I really have no particular niche other than uh, I like the niches of niches, then, you know, the, that was, that was kind of, that was very, that was very much encouraging. So our, our conversation when you originally reached out and then, and then some subsequent conversations, honestly, an invite like this as well. Like, um, like this is, this is the good stuff in life as far as I'm concerned. I mean, how cool is this? We're sitting around having a chat about, you know, everything underneath the sun, you know, coming, uh, you know, getting piped in through computers and, you know, never met in person, but we're able to have this type of, you know, connected moment. Like, you know, to me, that's one of those where it's like, yeah, that that's going to put a pep in my step on the way home. Be like, yeah, life is, life is pretty yeah, bad. I can totally agree. No, I like, I like that, Tim. It's, uh, it's true. I kind of forget that sometimes, like it's how amazing even like little conversations like this are. And I kind of want to touch on one more thing. And our question is, you know, you did mention like the only things you do is work, make content and hang out, be with your family. But you also mentioned that you're responsible for over 200 people that, you know, the content you do produce has a lot of eyes viewing it and even more and more Mm -hmm. eyes. And of course, your family is important and you want to make it home to them. 
what does your day-to-day look like? Is that, is that include in order to make this happen and make this like this all function properly? Is there a lot of routines and habits throughout your day? And if so, like what do those routines and habits look like? Uh, without question. So the rundown is up at four every day, uh, four Oh two, for some reason, I, I don't know. There's it, it's just, it's always been four Oh two. It's, it's kind of, it was like five and then it became four, whatever. And now it's four Oh two, but it's, it's up at four. First hour, hour and a half is work where I'll just kind of catch up. I don't like coming into the office without a single, with a single unread email. I feel like I have an obligation to anybody on my team to, if they've reached out to me for some reason to respond. Um, so four to five thirty is work five 30. Uh, I'm out the door. And usually the first thing I do is go for a long walk, uh, about two and a half miles. I use that to either, uh, respond to direct messages because it's super easy for me to just walk in, especially for people who reach out to me on Instagram and do a quick, you know, video response. It's way easier than typing. And it's not because I love being on camera. It's just legitimately I can bang through 15 of those versus, you know, trying to thumb myself through, you know, through anything. Um, I say good morning to my friends that uh, that hang out on the corner of, uh, of uh, Clinton and DeGraw. And, uh, you know, and I get to kind of soak in the world a little bit before anybody else is awake with the exception of just a few people. And it's a nice reflective time, uh, to the gym seven days a week, basically without fail, you know, just, I I like if I'm, if I'm able-bodied, like, you know, and I don't, I don't go and I crush myself. Like I'll go and like this morning, I just, you know, ran laps around my wife's kickboxing gym and, um, and did a handful of pull-ups and like, you know, called it a day. So it's just more about doing something physical. I feel like it's good for me mentally and physically, obviously, uh, back home by seven ish. Um, then there's days, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I take my daughter to school. Uh, other days I'll, you know, hopefully be back at the door, you know, within a half hour or so, uh, into the office. I usually don't take breaks unless they just kind of open themselves up in my calendar. So I'll literally sit here and just go meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, which sounds terrible, but it's actually pretty dope because it's like, you know, we've, we've formulated a really nice culture within my department and meetings aren't necessarily just, you know, things where you go through checklists. It's opportunity to do work together, especially in a pandemic world in which we're all separated. It is, it is true. It's these, these are cohesive and they are productive. Um, and then I try to be at the door by six o'clock, uh, home by six forty-five ish, depending on how the subways uh, are acting. Um, subway ride to and from, I use that time to to work or to catch up or to think about what I might be posting that day. Um, throughout the day, I kind of use the TikTok angle as an opportunity to, you know, what do I what do I want to grab? Like what just kind of catches my eye? And honestly, I need to do a far better job. From that perspective of being a bit more strategic as far as like what I want to talk about and how I answer questions and all that kind of good stuff. But um, I'm trying and I'm genuinely studying so that I can get better on about it on a consistent basis. Uh, dinner 6.45 to 7.30-ish. Uh, then, you know, probably like a half hour of just kind of hangout family-ish time, obviously around the, you know, the dinner table as well. Uh, daughter to bed at eight. Uh, back downstairs, then I'm back on my laptop and I will work from eight until about 1030. Um, My wife and I will, you know, we kind of have this fun nightly routine where I'll crack open about four different beers. I will sample all of them. I will still cap myself at 20 ounces on any given night. 
Uh, and that's really, that's, you know, between that and sneakers, that's kind of my spoil. Um, and I will eat an ungodly amount of popcorn, probably more than I should, but I, I'm also uh, a bit of a, a, a bit of a mad person when it comes to uh, tracking macros and, uh, and those types of things. Like, you know, I still haven't answered the question, even though it's like one of the easiest questions for me to answer. I do wear two smart watches. One's a Fitbit, one's an Apple watch. I track my data. I was a, uh, nice. I was a, I used to be 60 pounds heavier when I lived in Ontario, when I lived in Kingston, Ontario, actually, you know, I was just eating, you know, donors and, and poutine and, and going Burger King across the street, like, uh, you know, like there was no tomorrow. Um, and so I've kind of got this like, you know, inner, uh, inner desire to just like constantly shove food in my mouth. So I really reserve it for just gorging on popcorn while I'm working, uh, at night. And so like eight to 10 30, eight to 10 30 is like my, uh, get prepared for the next day, uh, time. And, you know, my wife who's a marathon runner, but you know, she's, that's her time as well to just kind of chill out and watch what she calls crap TV, uh, and, you know, drink a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, sparkling, uh, sparkling wine and have a couple of bags of uh, cookies herself. That's, you know, that's really kind of the, uh, extent of our, uh, full indulgence, and, um, and then hopefully I'm in bed by 1030, you know, it's some, and sometime within then, like I'll, I'll squeeze in a post or two where something will just literally hit me and I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this now. And I try to get those in at least a couple times a day and I could just be sporadic for no given reason, but, um, hence no TV, hence not knowing a whole heck of a lot about what's happening with the Rangers these days. Uh, not missing much <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from, from, from what I, from what I hear, uh, and, and that's, and that, and that's kind of the gist, you know, and the weekends are not too dissimilar, you know, except, you know, my wife is a small business owner, so she's, she's working on weekends. So I get to spend more time with, uh, with my daughter that way. So it's kind of a nice balance between the weekdays and the weekends. Um, but we're, we're both, we're both driven. We're both in a good spot right now. Um, and, and things just kind of have this weird balance, you know, as crazy as all that sounds. And again, I, I, I do not have it all figured out, but this is just something that is working for me right now. And some would argue that I'm on a fast track to, uh, to burning out, but you know, at the same time, um, I won't be shy at least in the moment to the fact that, you know, some people are like, wow, you, you know, don't look too bad for 43. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that there's something about inner, inner happiness and finding a content zone that is just simply mine. Again, not anything that I would, that would ever tell people like, Oh, do this. Like, this is the lifestyle. If nothing else, I want to call more of that content out and be like, no, and please don't look at things that are like, Oh, 30 day challenge to just, you know, drive, you know, drive myself through the ringer and like, I'm magically going to pop out of the other side and change person. Like slow your roll, try things out. Weave them in, weave them out, ditch them. If you don't want like new year's resolution didn't work. Do not beat yourself up about it. Cool. Did you learn something? groovy because in five years that might come back as something else you want to try again. But like there's, there's, there's nothing other than a slow evolution to get to your, get yourself to a place like mine. And that is, that is 43 years of random experiences that have led to what I just described. Uh, it is not for everybody by any stretch of the imagination. It's working for me relatively well right now, but you know, look after, you know, when I, when I go home tonight, my wife can be like, Hey, I want to move back to Oregon because that's where family is from. We'd be like, Okay, cool. And like, I think you have to give yourself that luxury of, 
just because you start something doesn't mean that that's who you are and what you do for the rest of your life. Like you can, you can, you can progress and, and you can evolve. Yeah. And now Tim, I know you, uh, you said, you know, 6 PM, we want to get you home so you can stick to this routine. So um, unless Matt has anything else to add, I know we lost the other Matt. He has texted me, he lost his Wi-Fi connection. So we're having problems here up in Canada right now with our Wi-Fi, it seems for, <laughs> for all of us. But okay. um, yeah, I just have one last question for you. We have a lot of yeah. our listeners are predominantly in their twenties right now. Um, like our general demographic, it seems for listeners of this podcast. Ooh, I'll just admit Matt real quick. He's right here actually. Now, what would be some advice for some people in their 20s right now who seem lost, who, you know, are, are scrolling through TikTok or looking at your videos? Do you have any quick advice for these individuals or something off the top of your head that you would give to your 23-year-old self as advice? Yes. Uh, take a deep breath. You are going to be okay. In all sincereness, this is going to sound almost too simple but especially for anybody that plays sports, you'll probably get this analogy where it's like somebody tells you, oh, just do that thing, but do it the slightly different. You're like, there's no way that's going to work. Like that just sounds so simple. Like I really hold the club, the golf club that soft or for a slap shot, I'm really supposed to, you know, you know, do that one specific thing that's going to, and it almost feels awkward when you first try it. You're like, oh my goodness, like how did, and, and for, for life, I would say li- literally give, give yourself a break. Like just just relax. You are you are not supposed to have it all figured out. If if nothing else, and I won't even say like put down the phone and like no like gorge on the stuff that you want to gorge on. But just please come back to the fact that that it is a slow roll and that life is a series of phases. In the same way that it was phases before, you probably had the memory to understand it was phases. Life continues to be about a series of phases. In the same way that you are going to have bad haircuts and good haircuts, in the same way that you're going to make good decisions fashion-wise and bad decisions fashion-wise, that just perpetuates itself with everything. You will not be defined by your first job. You will not be defined by your second job. As long as you can, as long as you can give yourself the opportunity to take a deep breath and to understand that truly being nice, and this that's that's the part that's usually like you know, kind of startles people. I'm like, seriously, if you're, if you're, if you're just, if you're nice and you're hardworking, then you've checked most of the boxes and you're going to be totally fine. If you, and and the other slight nuance I would say is, you know, it's, it's easy if you start to get down to turn your challenges into complaints, turn it into curiosity about why things are the way they are. And you will immediately go from a reactive to proactive state and your curiosity will help solve problems and will help you feel more comfortable about who you are. And you will also find that, that you are probably more thoughtful and intelligent than you may give yourself credit for. So if nothing else, one of my, one of my probably secrets that I didn't even know was a secret or a sweet spot was I was just always kind of like that, you know, dumbass smile kid that was like, huh, I wonder how that works. Like, oh, that's curious. Like, I wonder how many things that thing goes through on a daily basis. And that was, that was kind of, that was kind of a superpower and it really was, you know, I kind of would look at other people when they were like, you know, being very specific and almost, you know, maybe it wasn't a complaint, but it was just like very opinionated about things where I was like quiet and, you know, a bit more reserved. And I'm like, Oh, well, let me just kind of ruminate on that for a second. And that can be a superpower. So be nice, work hard, be curious, don't complain. And you've just checked about all of the major boxes that you need in life. 
And again, there's not a single person on TikTok that has it all figured out, not me nor not anybody else. It is there for you to just go through and sample different stuff. Try things out, weave them in, see what you like, see what you don't like. But it ain't, it ain't, it ain't there for anybody to tell you that you're doing anything wrong or that you must do something a certain way. Uh, it, it is just there to be a, a form of entertainment. And hopefully you get the occasional positive nugget out of it. Awesome. We got Matt back and I know he's got one more question. Sorry, Tim. No, okay. no, sorry about that guys. Can you hear me there? Yeah. yeah I had to switch to the phone that, I mean, the Wi-Fi went out, but yeah, I want to, I, I want to be weird of your time there, Tim. It was quickly, it was going back when you're talking about the routine and like uh, the habits that you created. So it quickly, like, you hit it on it way earlier in our conversation. You don't, you know, you're not going to tell everyone to wake up at 4 a.m. and have this, you know, lifestyle that you have, but it's what, kind of helped change your mindset I guess per se to get into that type of routine like what pushed you because yes I know not everything works for you know uh, each individual but there could be something that say myself or Dan or or Matt as well on here that could pick up that allowed you to you know get up at 4 a.m you know those tools that you put in place that allow you to keep that schedule going that motivates you to get up every day at four and to kind of stick to that schedule mm-hmm. because something like one of us could pick that up and it's something how maybe I could you know intertwine to my routine or to my schedule yeah. It's not, it's for me, it's not the routine. It's the outcome of the routine. For me, it's the, what, like what that. am I doing? What am I doing? What, cause the, the routine is irrelevant, right? It's always the whole work smarter, not harder. And so I, maybe I'm not smart enough or I have to work this hard to be able to do what I do. So if you're, it, it, it's, so for me, it's the outcome. It's being able to walk into the office and for people to be like, how for eight years in a row, have you been the person that is, that, that is that far ahead on, on things? How have you been that stable through through a global pandemic for the rest of the team? So it's 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 really it's it's the it's the byproduct, and it's out of a sheer desire to be relied upon, to exceed expectations, and to to get to the dessert of life, which I would describe as the ability to raise my hand in a in a given meeting and say, "I will volunteer for that project to help rewrite the company beliefs." Because I've done all of, I've eaten my vegetables already. There's not a single thing that can be thrown my way in regards to, oh, well, you're behind on this project or this isn't going well. Like, not certainly not perfect. Like, no, no, no department, no person is perfect. But if I if I feel like I can get far enough ahead, where then I can dive into, like, oh yeah, let me let me let me sink my teeth into that. So it's so for me, it's 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 the outcome. So I'd say if you're interested and if you're curious, don't look at things about like, okay, what is this person doing. It's what is the output of, of, of that routine? So I would say if anybody else would be like, hey, you want to wake up at four o'clock? Like, cool. Find the, so what are you going to do with the time for yourself? And if you can start there and if you can be like, you know what? I've always wanted to. And even if it's like, I just want to get really good at that video game, then wake up and do that. Like, don't, don't put things off or don't say, don't don't allow yourself to be stuck for the wrong reasons. Either there's time, like you can always find the time. You don't have to justify the time to say like, oh, it's because I was doing these career things or I was doing these things that feel like, I think there's this unnecessary like bond of, you know, early rising and like specific grind. Like there's elements of that, but some of it's selfish. Like I just want to go for a walk by myself for like 40 minutes and not, and not really have any other care in the world. Like I, I want to do that. And then it became like, okay, yes, I don't feel comfortable if I'm not able to do that. So there's huge elements that are really just about me and about 
the the outcome that I'm able to get for it. So again, I'd, I'd flip that dynamic and have it be less about how it could look on a schedule or what those routine elements are. It's what would you like to do that you may not be doing right now. And then if that is a vessel to get to that place, so if it's writing a book, if it's playing a video game, if it's just like, you know, your girlfriend doesn't like you to do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and do that then. Your life, your time. So, you know, what, what's what's the output no, of you super like important out of it? For people and to whether understand, that's so yeah, 4 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock at night or however else you kind of, you know, put things, you know, wrap things around any given day, um, make it about yourself first and foremost because then I think then I think you'll find fuel that will be truly sustainable. Awesome. Yeah, and now, uh, Tim, how can people, you know, connect with you, follow you, like where they, where they look for on TikTok and Instagram, just so some of our listeners can be directed somewhere? Yeah. Uh, Tim Chisano, one word. My, I spelled my first name with two M's. It's not a goofy way to spell it. It's it's my grandmother's maiden name. Um, apparently, it was a super popular uh, German last name back in the day. So T-I-M-M-C-H-I-U-S-A-N-O. Uh that's my handle on both Instagram uh, and TikTok. And, yeah, I appreciate um, him. It's it's my it's my privilege to uh, share what I share with anybody that uh, that chooses to uh, to join along. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tim, for taking the time and you know chatting with the three of us. And yeah, that that was an awesome hour. So, thank you so much. My 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 uh, my my pleasure, John. Especially, I mean, I'll say this real quick. Canada was one of the most critical times of my life. And honestly, Canadians, as, a, as you know, I know you can't say this about an entire population so broadly, but the impact that my Canadian friends had on me, and honestly, that, that kind of general sensibility of kindness and just good character and some of the things that are somewhat stereotypical and get joked around about a lot, but I truly believe are just embedded in the characteristics of what it means to be Canadian like that was a huge, huge, huge part of me becoming who I am right now. So I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, close in saying I I really love Canada and it's it was just it's a huge part of my life. And um, when when the whole pandemic thing is over, I will be in Toronto in the blink of an eye and sitting around a, a place uh, a table at a place called Betty's in downtown Toronto for probably eight straight hours with some of my closest friends going back to 1995. Uh, just to catch up and um, one of the greatest opportunities in my entire life was living in Canada for five years. So uh, Matt, thank yeah. you for reaching out in the first place. Uh, thank you. Thank you to you all for, uh, for inviting me. And uh, it's been a, been yeah. A and thanks thanks again for just always yeah. being so adamant to responding to emails and Instagram messages and just being kind of a good person to reach out to and, and being reliable that way. I really appreciate uh, everything, Tim. It's my it's my pleasure, guys. Appreciate yeah, okay. it. Thank you. Enjoy your night. Take care. All right. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Sure.